I'm driven with justice and a, and a righteous, I believe, a righteous anger, okay? And on the other hand, if I'm going to hate, I have to make it directional and limited. I don't have the right and I do not want to hate anybody else who doesn't bear any responsibility for this. So you have, what, thousands of dear Arab people and Muslims, people who live under the Palestinian Authority, innocent, lovely people who want to get on with their lives. So I've got no personal agenda with them. But don't take away my right to hate. That's how I do it. Well, you snowflake fuckers. That's what you really wanted to say. This is the Mid-East Peace Podcast. I am your host, Molly Livingstone, and we are diving right in. I had the honor and privilege of interviewing Kay Wilson, and that's not sarcasm, that's genuine. A woman that survived a terrorist attack and that does no justice to her story, the person she has become. She's like modern day Gandhi. She really is. If you don't believe me, just listen in. And uh, afterwards, you're welcome. I am here with Kay Wilson in what sounds like an echoey bare room because it is pretty much just that. Don't have a lot of things, do you, Kay? <laughs> Books. That's it. Puppies. Puppies. You are making out with your dog. Is that is that part of the PTSD? I object. I object. No, we were just like bonding. Well, Kay Wilson, you are best known as surviving a terrorist attack. Before that, you were like an average person. Below average, even? Uh, no, I, I actually, I always excelled at average. At average. The yeah. clinking you hear, by the way, is Kay's many bracelets. Yeah, it's not like a, I haven't arrested her. She's not in trouble yet. Not yet, not yet. There's no sound of handcuffs. Before, what year was it? Let's 2010. Remind. Okay, before 2010, you were a tour guide. You lived in Israel. You moved from England here many, many years ago. Showing off the land, the people how wonderful everything is and there was a day in December yeah that your life changed yes when I was taking my uh, Christian American friend for a hike Christine Lucan and there on a Shabbat autumn day we were accosted by two Palestinian terrorists held at knife point for half an hour they found my Israeli ID they assumed Christine was also Jewish and they tied us up, gagged us, and started hacking us with with their machetes. And Christine was chopped up before my eyes. And I played dead and uh, sustained 13 machete wounds and 30 broken bones. And And you just say it like you've said it, I know you've said it a million times. Like I read out a shopping list. Yeah, and you have to do it like that. Yeah, I can't afford to let myself, uh, each time I speak about it, uh, actually emotionally go there it's too big and but you, I'm not a psychopath it's just a case of how I commute not yet not yet <laughs> <laughs> it's just a case of how to communicate this without like choking up and in doing that obviously you couldn't go back to being a tour guide first of all physically yeah but emotionally and mentally I've done a day here and a day there right but when you were trying to pick up the pieces of your life and recuperate the fact that you survived that and the way you just said it, I know I'm like rushing through it and the audience is probably like, wait, wait, wait. Woman stabbed, 
practically to death, watches her friend also die, survives by, you essentially crawled out of the forest. No, I, uh, well, I, when they'd left, I didn't know they were gone. Actually, what happens is they were just a few feet away sitting the on terrorists. a rock. Yeah, having a smoke. They didn't know I was still alive. I didn't know they were dead. So, I mean, they were there. That was Freudian. Yeah, that was, that was good stuff. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> better and better. Yeah. That's how they rot in hell in a Turkish yeah. prison. You know? Oh, my God. Uh, so, Very. no, so I got up and uh, I, I didn't crawl, but I walked step by step for over a mile until I found help. I must tell people this, too, because they were caught due to the fact that I stabbed one with my pen knife very lightly in the nuts. Oh, that's and great of all yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I could be crass here, but I won't. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he bled, and the, his blood on my sleeve. The police, they checked my clothes for some hope for his DNA, or a DNA, and that's how that's how they were caught. So they were caught. They were caught. There was forensic forensic evidence. There was no doubt they'd murdered somebody else before ten months previously, and I faced them in court. What terrorist group was this? Fatah. Fatah, yeah, which is... So they say, the uh, Mahmoud Abbas. Who is the current he's, Palestinian president? He, he, yes, he's the current inciter at wow. the moment, the one who's responsible for Palestinian national state TV, which glorifies these same people who hacked up an innocent Christian woman. Which was your friend? Yes. And they were in court? They, they were. were brought to criminal charges. Of did They weren't aware that you were alive. You know, Molly, that's a really... I'm smiling here. I wish it was... This is when I wish it was TV. And they'd be sitting in their prison cells watching me doing this interview. I mean, I'm really... I, you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm grinning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got to court. It was very small. It's like I'm five meters away. It looks like a converted bomb shelter. You know, it's just... It's Israel. Yeah, everything's a converted bomb yeah, shelter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they're like five meters away and they do a double take. Yeah. They did a double take. Seeing a ghost. And I, I had, a friend came with me who was my Arab bus driver that I used to work with when I was guiding. Lovely guy, big burly, churlish. And the terrorists start like talking to each other, whispering frantically. And I told my friend, I said, uh, I won't use his real name for security. I said, Khalil, what's going on? And he says, you won't believe it. They didn't know you were alive. And then I was like injected with, yeah. oh, just justice. I, I tried to breathe so deeply so they'd see my chest expanding and contracting and like grinning. I mean, it was an extraordinary moment. Not one that I'd want to relive, but it was, it was amazing. Well, how do you, now that it's been a few years, how do you stay in touch with Arabs? How do you befriend them? Because you do, you do this thing now where you've sort of identified there are Arabs that do want to coexist with Jews and have normal lives, but they're afraid to say that for fear of other Arabs considering them normalizing the situation and therefore wanting to kill them for what they're doing. And you seek out those kinds of Arabs and give them shelter literally in your own house. And you even have a nonprofit with an Arab, which is all about education and helping other Arabs. How do you do that? Okay, this is going to offend the snowflake generation. Oh, they're out there. I don't know if they listen to... Yeah, they're listening. Okay, so listen, snowflakes. Muscle up. (laughs) First of all, I had Arab Muslim friends before the attack. 
okay so for instance one of the first people who come to the hospital is this arab bus driver i had a muslim taxi driver who took me to trauma therapy no charge nearly every time amazing people so just by a process of logic i understood that not every arab muslim palestinian is a terrorist okay having said that it was undoubtedly i've been through an incredible trauma I am still hesitant about things like getting in an elevator with people I don't know, Arab men. You know, I'm not through it yet. But this goes back to the snowflakes, all right? And I say it kind of sarcastically. But the worst thing you can do today, apparently, is to hate. You must not hate anything. You know, there's hate crimes. And I contest that hate is a virtue. And it's a moral necessity. So how do I do it? I have, I believe, every right to hate them for what they did to me and to Christine. Okay, and I do. And I'll say it all over the radio waves. I hate them for destroying my life. Now, what's hate? The emotions aren't so intense as they were seven years ago. Only because, I don't forgive, obviously, but only because it's tiring to live on that emotional level. Uh, so what I've done though is put this energy, which I think is a positive energy, towards hating them, making sure that they never get out of prison, that we're going to stop the funding, their monthly reward that they get, which is from Western monies. So on the one hand, it's like a two-fold method. Uh, I'm driven with justice and a, and a righteous, I believe, a righteous anger, okay? And on the other hand, if I'm going to hate, I have to make it directional and limited. I don't have the right and I do not want to hate anybody else who doesn't bear any responsibility for this. So you have, what, thousands of dear Arab people and Muslims, people who live under the Palestinian Authority, innocent, lovely people who want to get on with their lives. So I've got no personal agenda with them. But don't take away my right to hate. That's how I do it. Well, you snowflake fuckers. That's what you really wanted to say. <laughs> I don't generally use that word on live radio. Oh, I, mean, I so do in the privacy of my I own do. home. No, no, that's fine. You can say it for me. <laughs> you say it, and you say it with such logic and, and almost in a creepy psychopath way of how, <laughs> how sterile it is. And I get it. But what do you want? I mean, what, do you want me to just break down or? I don't, kind of. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do I want to make the the victim cry? That sounds awful. No, it doesn't sound awful. But like I said, I've, I've spoken about this whole... Actually, I haven't ever spoken to people about this new development with hate, the right to hate, the virtue of hate. But I've spoken about the whole thing so many times. In order to protect your own soul, you can't, you can't go there emotionally. And also for the listener. I mean, I think the power in my story is I don't stand up and joke about it from start to finish. It's a horrific thing that happened to Christine and myself. But when you're talking about this, I mean, I wouldn't want to listen to somebody just fetching for 45 minutes. All right. You got, you got, you got, stop uh, whining. Yeah, stop whining. Bitch. It's you like survived. No, yeah, it's like, so you have to like bring in humor. Yeah. Also to alleviate the listeners just terrible it's too dialogue. Much. It's yeah. too much. It's too it's, much. It has to be done with taste, it has to be done with timing. I'm learning as I go along. You have to know when to say something, the tone of your voice. Yeah. Let people absorb the horror. But you can't leave them there. It's not fair. And you do this in many ways. You've been a speaker that has gone around on college campuses. 
you have done TED Talks and you've gone to the UN, you've gone to the EU, right? No, I'm on my way to the EU. Yeah, tell us a little bit about now this next plight. Okay, the this next... social activist, Kay Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know you're going to talk about this, and if you don't, I don't know why, but Israeli TV just did an amazing documentary, okay, about the attack and the capture of the terrorists. Oh my God, you're literally promoting yourself. No, I'm not. I'm telling you for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why I'm so great. No, yeah. don't. That right even feel so uncomfortable. I'm not no. so great. I mean, if it wasn't so grim, it would be hysterical. You know, I mean, I'm not for everyone who hasn't had the misfortune of seeing me. I'm hardly Gal Gadot, you know, and then to find myself in these documentaries. Very close, though. If there thank was a you, beauty pageant, you. you'd I know, come in. I know. I think it's my sense of fashion as well. <laughs> so the point is... <laughs> <laughs> the point is that uh, the documentary Black Forest Black Forest okay it's an incredibly nuanced piece of cinematography okay it's not gory but it, you're there you're, they mm -hmm. reconstruct the attack uh, you see original police footage where they take the murderers back to the forest and they the police ask them why did you come here we came to kill kill who Jews alright now these things are very very important do you think in a weird way... Always. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but like this attack happened with a reason that you had to end up here? Or would you choose to never have it happen to you again and never be doing what you're doing, which is significant work now? Well, it's two questions. Of course, I'd, uh, I would have preferred that these things never had happened. Now, the answer to both of the questions hinges on one thing, all right? If I'd have been alone, if I'd have just been alone, Christine wasn't with me, it would have been a lot easier, okay, uh, psychologically. But, and this is a powerful sentence, but I, I watched her die to save my life. And that's, that's heavy. That's cosmic. Yeah, do something funny. So, no, no, nothing funny. Stay with it. But the thing is... Do I think that I was like saved for a purpose? That begs huge questions because yes. what I'm God's little pet. What was he sleeping on the job when Christine got murdered? So I don't personally attribute any, uh, you know, bigger importance to it. I don't think it's messianic. I don't think it's special. I, I'm just thankful I am alive and that I can use my voice to make a scratch on the surface of the earth and sometimes you play with potato heads that's a way you have potato heads in this this awkward equity I have empty a, no, room excuse me i have a library too you want to tell the listeners about how intellectual there's a library we there's don't a know piano. exactly what's in it oh there's come on history books languages i think people should know that you have not one but two potato heads they were presents they're no. not it's not like they're okay. not for children no, they're for you no and it's it's really pathetic all right but sometimes in fact let me tell you to your listeners molly actually she came around this morning with her wonderful family and they ordered shakshuka which is an israeli dish a it's breakfast just delicious dish. so and she makes it so well I'm, i that's the only thing i we make. had to bring our own food to well make that's it. the point so molly <laughs> texts me it says can i come round? And I said, I'd love to see you, but you have to get the shopping because I cannot cope with going into a shop, fighting with Israelis or yeah. anybody. Yeah. So there are things, there are days, although I think I'm much stronger, but there are days where I just can't leave the house. 
I can't watch anything on the computer, can't read. I'm not an eater, not a comfort eater. And so my friends gave me a couple of Mr. Potato Heads and I just spend a few hours just putting them all together. I mean, it's incredibly embarrassing, but I feel if I'm I've not doing you. something... <laughs> I outed your potato head. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, yeah right, right, yeah, it really makes total sense. In my dark times, I have an adult coloring book. It has all the bad that, words. That is so pathetic. I thank you so much. I mean, really, adult coloring. It's not book. like boobs. It's like bad words. Oh no, that is just so pathetic. And I would. Just color. why do you need a coloring book? Why can't you just color something or paint yeah, something? You just like me to start drawing on walls wherever I can. That find would them. be more creative. Adult color. What is the one come to? Well, it's not like you took an actual <laughs> potato and made that. You bought a potato. I didn't buy it. it was you a had present. someone. It was you a asked someone okay, to go on Amazon. Okay, let's move on to the next question. No, that's question. it. No, no, I'm not gonna, no, that's I'm not really gonna, it. But I'm not going to talk anymore. Oh, okay. I've offended you. I can't believe I found a way to do it out of all the times <laughs> you have spoken. You know what? Anybody is welcome to come to my house and play Fine. with my potato. Yep, Jewish, yeah. Muslim, Christian, yeah. you tall, name it. Anybody, bus driver, any doesn't matter who you are. decent person. You have to be decent. a decent person. Yeah. That includes snowflakes, because they can be good. Snowflakes are decent. If people want to watch this documentary, either in Israel or possibly when it goes on tour, how how do they do this? How do they get more involved? How do they learn about you? This is where you self-promote again. Oh, okay. So that's where I start. Uh, well, it's not learning about me. It's learning about the little projects, not just about me. And the reason we're doing this is to stop the funding of the would-be murderers, okay? How do they learn? I don't know. I, I need help. I, if we, lots of people we have said we want, <laughs> we want to screen this movie, which is okay, but it's not enough just to see the movie and say, wow, that was a really an amazing movie. You want action. We want action. We need people to help. And listen, I'll tell you something just through Facebook. People want to help, and they've volunteered, and it's been translated so far into 29 languages. The movie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because people wanted to help. Now, we have all these languages. I want to speak to people who are influential in governments. I want to screen it. Happy to do a private screening. That was a date. You just asked people to go on a date with you, watch a movie. Uh, <laughs> it'd be the only date I've had in a few years. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop feeling sorry for me. Okay. I don't. I no don't good. feel Thank sorry. You. I don't feel anything. <laughs> All right, you were being serious. So, so, so face, Facebook, yeah. So you look find Facebook. me on Facebook. That's the most strongest platform. Yeah. We're working on like a website, but all these things like I have no experience in, so things are taking time. But we want people to organize events in their community. It will cost a bit of money to get us over with the flight and give us a sandwich. Now but... she wants free travel. <laughs> no. Vacation. There's, there's no way that we can fund this, but it shouldn't be expensive. Kay Wilson, that's how you can find her on Facebook, K-A-Y Wilson. Thank you for letting me into your bedroom. Thank you for laughing at my pain and suffering. I always do. No, I know that. That's why you bring me back. I know, that's why I love you. And if that didn't blow your mind somehow, then you need to listen to this again. I need you out there in the world sharing this content. This is a woman that handles terror and humor and everything in between at a level that I've I've never seen. And, and I forced that out of her. So really, this is all me. No, it really is important. You know, you can keep subscribing to us, the Mideast Beast. Follow us online and on Facebook, on Twitter at Mideast Beasties. This has been another episode of the Mideast Beast podcast. <laughs>